Yud Beis Amud Beis, picking up four lines from the bottom, we had Bas Paro saying to Miriam, Heilichi Asayelerazeh, what essentially she meant was, Ha Shelchi, take what is yours, Vaniyaten Es Scharecha, not only that, uh, nurse the baby, and I'll give you wages for it. Amrav Chan, Rav Chanina, Dayan, it's not enough, Shelet Sadikim, Shemachzirin Lehnav Eidasan, that they return things that they themselves had lost, Ella, Shenoisilen Scharan, they get paid for it. That said, you can get a salary for taking back the thing that's already theirs. The puzzle continues. Um, this is by uh, the Shiras Hayam, when the ladies were expressing their deep sense of thanks to Hashem. It says, Miriam, Miriam the prophetess, the Achos Aaron, and says so she took the tambourine and led the ladies. Now, what do you mean the sister of Aaron? Achos Aaron, Achos Moshe, not the sister of Moshe? Moshe was a pretty famous individual. What are we trying to say? Amrav Amram, Amarav, Amrilah, those who say Amrav Nachman, Amarav, Melame, this comes to teach us, Shehaisam Misnabas, Kishi Achais Aaron. She actually prophesied when she was the sister of Aaron, meaning before Moshe was born, when her only brother was Aaron, Vaimeris, and she would say, Asida Imisha Teled Ben Shemeshia Es Yisroel, my mommy's going to give birth in the future to a son who's going to be the savior for the Jewish people. But Kevin Shnulad Moshe, when baby Moses was born, the entire house filled with light. Amadavia Nashkal Rosha, her father got up, gave her a kiss on her head. Amarla and said to her, Biti, my young daughter, Niskaiman Nivuaseich. Look at that. Your prophecy has been fulfilled. Or once they had to put baby Moses into the water, Father got up and gave her a, a little loving slap on the side of the head, Amarla, and said to her, Where exactly is your prophecy now? And that's one of the ways to understand the Pasuk when it says that the little uh, baby Moses put in the water, uh, his sister stood from a little uh, distance to know what would happen to him. What does that mean? What would be the end of that prophecy that she had? The Mishnah continued and mentioned Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef Zacha, okay. Um, a little bit of a challenge that we have in understanding the Psukim. Maishna Mi'ikara I squiggle and line me kara. Originally, when the pasuk is saying over the at the end of say for bracious, uh, it's, it says uh, Yosef went to bury his father, bury Yaakov. and I underline four words. Eskol avde paroi. They're mentioned first. The avde paroi are mentioned as the ones who went first, etc. Connector vahadar, and right after it says v'chol beis Yosef ve'echav ubeis aviv. And also, like almost in the second position, went the household of Joseph, all his brothers, the household of his father. Okay. Umayshal lebesayif, when the story is at the end, and it says, I squiggle underline the word lebesayif, dirsiv, let's see who's mentioned first. First is mentioned by Yoshev, as far as returning from Israel back to Egypt, by Yoshev, Yosef, Mitzrayim, Ahuva, Echav, mentions Yosef and Yosef's family first, Comma connector, the Hadar, and only then as a second, all the others who went up with him, so why the switch in order? Initially, before the Egyptians realized how 
much of an honorable people the Jews actually are, they did not give them the same level of honor that they may have actually deserved. However, once they, the Egyptian dignitaries, had realized, my goodness, these uh, Jewish people are, are pretty uh, important, that they saw the unbelievable honor accorded to the Yaakov and his family, they gave them a much uh, greater, higher level of honor. The Pasuk says, Ad Gairen Ha'atad. And uh, they came to the Gairen Ha'atad. Now, Gord is usually a threshing floor, like where you process the grain that people eat. And Ated is like a, a thorn bush. So, does that make any sense? Is there a granary or a threshing floor area for thorn bushes? Amar Abavo explains the following. Malamed Shikifu Ketarim. A lot of different. Uh, important people of the world surrounded with crowns, the uh, their crowns, the crowns of these Gentile nations, they surrounded the Aron Yaakov, the coffin of Yaakov, like a Garenzeh, just like a uh, like any important uh, installation, like a threshing floor area, Shemakifinaisayate, that they surround it with. Nowadays, we'd say barbed wire and fences. In those days, it was uh, thorn bushes. Shebaushambneisav, who came to escort the uh, deceased Yaakov to the uh, his burial place in Israel? Uh, the Bnei Esav, the Bnei Yishmael, the Bnei Keturah, they all came, and probably other uh, UN dignitaries as well. Tana, you have a. Brisa Kulam, you know why they all came initially? They wanted to fight. Once they saw that accompanying the Aaron of Yaakov was the crown of Joseph, they took all the different nations, took their crowns off, and hung them also on the coffin of Jacob, our forefather. Period. Tanoi of a little Brisa goes almost a line. There were 36 different crowns of uh, leaders who had attended the um, the burial procession of Yaakov Inu. The Basak says, And they eulogized him there, a significant eulogy, very intense. Even people's uh, horses and donkeys probably means that they were uh, put out of commission, were not working during the Eulogies. So what happened? Where is Yaakov to be buried? In Chevron, uh, in the Maras Machpelah. Once they arrived there, Asa Esav came along, Yaakov's uh, twin brother Esav, and he was holding up the uh, the procession. And he said to them, Mamre Kiryas Arba Hi Chevron. One second, where are you burying him? In the place called Kiryat Arba Hi Chevron? Why is it called the the village of four, because Arba Zuga Yisayu, there were four couples, Adam and Chava, Avram and Sarah, Yitzhak and Rivka, and, he didn't say Yaakov, he said Leah's buried here. Now, Leah, that was Yaakov's decision to bury her there. Who gets the other spot? Ihu Kavra Leah Bedidei, he, Yaakov, took his spot and buried Leah. Vahai Depayish, Didi, who in the other spot that's left, that's mine, says Esav. Amrule, so they said to Esav, one second, what are you talking about? It's yours. Zavinta, you sold it to uh, Yaakov. Amrulhu says Esav back, well, Noidizvini Bechirusa, I sold my double portion. Pshitusa Mizvini, did I sell my, my main portion, my regular portion, my double? Yeah, but who says my main? 
Amrulay, they said back to him, like, what are you talking about, Esav? In, you did, Dixiv. The Pasuk says, Bekivriyasher Karisi Li. I squeal underline the word Karisi that I dug for myself. Connect to Amrabi Yechon, Mishum, Mishum, and Yonsadok. Ein Kirazu Alashan Mechira. Kira is similar to the word Mechira, which is a sale that it was actually sold. That's right. Esav did sell even his Pshitusa, even his regular inheritance to Yaakov Shekane. How do you know that the word Kira indicates Mechira? Shekane Bekarcheyam, some distant place overseas. Karin, they would refer to as a Mechira, as a Kira. Amar Esav says, really? Okay, where's the documentation? Show me the star. Havuli Igrisa, like, uh, provide the documentation. Let's see the proof. Amrule, so they said to him, oh boy, Igrisa, borrowed the Mitzrayimi. We don't have it with us. We left the uh, document uh, back in Egypt. Well, Uman Nezel, so now we got to delay everything. Who are we going to send, says the uh, Jewish people, the Bnei Yaakov, to get that uh, document, that uh, star? Nezel, let Naftali go. Why Naftali? De Kolol Kiyayelta, he says, uh, quick. And light on his feet as a, uh, some sort of quick animal to receive. Naftali is an ayola shalucha. Okay, ha noisain continues the pasuk. Imre shafar that gives forth the beautiful, uh, literally it's beautiful sayings or beautiful phrases. Amr I'll take, we don't read as Imre shafar, ela Imre sefer, the words of the scroll or the words of the document. In other words, he was the one who would bring the, uh, documentation. Chushimbre didan, by the way, they were all there, all the uh, descendants of Yaakov. And Chushim, who was the son of Dan, Taman Have was also there. Ve'yakrin le'udne. Literally, Yakar is like uh, heavy. His ears were heavy. In other words, he was uh, quite hard of hearing. He had a hearing issue. Amralu, so all he uh, sees is uh, they're, they're delaying the funeral procession of uh, his uh, grandfather, Yaakov Inu. So he says to uh, the others there, my high, what's going on over here? Vamrulay, and they said to him, Kamakev, hi, well, this guy, they're referring to Esav, this guy was holding up the procession, Adasu Naftali Ma'ar de Mitzrayim, until Naftali can return from Egypt. Amrulahu, so says this, Chushimendan Ba'ad Da'asi Naftali Ma'ar de Mitzrayim, one second, you're telling me that we have to wait until Naftali Goes from here down to Egypt and comes back. He avi abba mutal that my grandfather Yaakov Avinu is going to be laying here in in like a disgraced state. What did Hushim ben Dan do? Shakal kulfa. He took a like a baseball bat or a club, a stick, machi areshe, and slammed this Esav in the head. Nasranene and Esav's eyes popped out. The nuflu akara de Yaakov and fell at the feet of Yaakov. Pach. And when Yaakov, when that happened, Yaakov actually opened up his eyes. This is quite a scene here. And gave a ho, 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 little, uh, little laugh there. That's what the Pasuk uh, is describing when it says, Like the righteous one is happy when he sees the vengeance. His feet will be um, bathed in the blood of the wicked. And it actually, the eyeballs, which are probably filled with blood, of Esav were actually by the feet of Yaakov. At that time, the prophecy of Rivka from so long ago, from so much earlier, came to be, for uh, she had said, Lama Eshkal, 
Why should I lose both of you on one day? Meaning both of her children, seemingly she would lose on the same day. Now, even though the truth is that Esav and Yaakov didn't die on the same day, Yaakov had died earlier, Esav died that day. They were both buried on the same day, or at least Yaakov and Esav's eyeballs. Ask the Gemara, V'i lo yaski Yosef, Echav lo one second here. So if Yosef wasn't going to take care of his uh, father's uh, burial and reinternment, the brothers wouldn't have Vaxiv. The Pasuk does say, that his sons carried him to Arsikanan. So what's with uh, Yosef leading the whole thing? Amru, because the uh, other sons of Yaakov came to the conclusion. They figured, hey, Leave it to Yosef to do the whole thing. A greater honor will be accorded to our uh, deceased father Yaakov if it's kings who are overseeing or uh, leaders of countries who are overseeing his his uh, Levaya as opposed to us. Etc. Tanrabanan, the Gemara brings a Brysa, which I believe goes uh, to the top line on. Amud Beis, says the Braisa, Tan Rabbanan, Borei, come and see, Kamachavivois mitzvahs, Al Moshe Rabbeinu, how desirable were mitzvahs to Moshe. Shekol Yisrael, Kulon Nisasku Abiza, during the, uh, I believe the uh, Maka of Choshech, the Jewish people were all involved in taking all the hidden jewels and uh, and gems from uh, Egypt. And what was Moshe doing during that time? Vuhu Nisasku mitzvahs, Shanamar, like the Pasuk indicates that good to go for mitzvahs, the wise of heart will take mitzvahs. How did Moses, all those years later, know exactly where Yosef had been buried? Well, Amru, I put a box around the word Amru, and I put a number one in the margin with a box. I also, about 10, 11 lines later, first word on the line is Rabbeinu. I put a number two in the margin there and boxed it. And uh, also, boxed in the middle of that line, you'll see Rabbi Nassan. So we're going to have two approaches here. Here's the first. Amru, uh, so Moshe asked around, and he found out that there actually was somebody who was still alive from that time. Serach bas Asher nishtair Sarah, the daughter of Asher, was still around. She lived quite a long time from that generation. Halach Maishet, Slaus Moshe Winter, Amarlan said, Klumat Yoytas Hechan Yosef Kavar. Do you have any idea where Yosef, your Uncle Joe, is uh, buried? Amraloi. So she, Sarah Bas Asher, said back, Well, Aron Shomatechas Asuloi Mitzrim. The Egyptians made a metal coffin for him, Vikavu Benilis, and they uh, they basically lowered it down into the Nile River. Uh Yisbarchu Meimav, and they uh, felt that it would uh, give great blessing to the waters of the Nile. So Halach Nilus, Moses went, stood by the banks of the Nile, Amar Loy, and said to it, Joseph, Joseph, Yigia Ha'is, the time has come, Shanishbakarishbarchu, that Hashem swore, Shani Goyal Eschem, that I will redeem y'all. And the oath that you um, swore to the Jewish people has arrived. Continues Moshe speaking, so to speak, to Yosef. Uh, if you make yourself, if you, Yosef, make yourself visible or seen, mutav great, imlav, and if not, then we are hereby absolved from your oath. 
Well, Miyad, what happened immediately after that? Safar on Yosef, Yosef's metal coffin, uh, rose up to the top of the water. And like, don't be amazed. Take Barzal Safar. One second. How could the iron coffin float to the top? Sharaiksiv, we actually have a precedent for metal floating on water in certain cases, like by Alicia. When it says, Vahi ha'echad ma'pila kaira, there was somebody who was uh, cutting a uh, beam, vesabarzal nafalamayim, and the uh, metal part kind of flew off and fell into some water, like a deep thing of water. Aha, adzani, behold my master, vahu shaul, but that was borrowed, not mine, that's borrowed. Vayimer isha elakim, and therefore the man of the Lord, the prophet said, uh, where, where did it fall exactly? He showed him the place. So he then cut some, like a piece of wood. Like, uh, sent it down there, threw it down to the water. Sort of like almost like a, a bit of a, probably a javelin type throw. And, and it got right through the hole of the, uh, the iron. And I dot on the and the, uh, metal floated up. Now, follow it from Kavachaymer. You can make a Kavachaymer from this. Uma Alisha Tamida Shalaliyahu, Alisha who did this miracle. He was a student of Elijah. Veliyahu Tamida Shal Moshe, and there was a Talmud of Moshe. And we see even for the student of the student, Tzav Barzal Mipanav, the metal floated for him. For Moshe, all the more so that the metal should float. Thus, the metal coffin of Yosef uh, floated up to the top. Reb Nassan, who we had already boxed Aimer, is a different approach. He says, uh, in like a big royal Egyptian burial area was Yosef currently buried. So, now there's, how many are people, how, how many different uh, people can be buried inside? Uh, many. Dozens, hundreds, thousands, I don't know. So Moshe stood at the entrance to this kabarnet. Amar. And Moshe said, Yosef, Higia Ace, Shanishba Khoshbarhu. The time has come that Hashem swore Shani Gayalaskan that I will redeem y'all. Vigia Shwasha Hishmatas Yisrael, and now it's the time has come. Im Atamarat Mikhamutab. If you make yourself known to me, fine, great. Vim Lavin, if you don't, Harina Manukin Mishwa Secha, then we are hereby absolved. We're off the hook from your Shwa. Baisa Shah. Right at that time, so Yosef's Aaron started to shake around. Not Lumaisha, Maisha took it, uh, made sure it was Yosef's, and brought him to himself. All the years that the Jewish people, which ended up being 40 years that they were in the desert, he had these two arks, or two coffins, or two boxes being carried along with the Jewish people. One was of a dead, it's basically. Um, dead Yosef, and Achashel uh, Shechina, and the other one was of the divine presence, like the uh, the iron that we were uh, from more familiar with, the theluchos inside. They would uh, travel with each other. And the uh, passerbyers would say, "What's going on? What's the nature of these two Aroines? Amru." So they said, they would answer, uh, oh, one is of a uh, deceased person, uh, that would be Yosef, and one of them is the Ark of the Divine Presence. Okay. The question, though, why do you have the Shechina going along, or more precisely, why do you have the Mace going along with the Shechina? Amru. And they were explained that the is symbolic 
A purpose for this was that that this one fulfilled all that which is written in the other one. In other words, the deceased, referring to Yosef, fulfilled all that which is written in the Torah. And if Moshe Rabbeinu, one second, would not have been dealing with this, the Jewish people wouldn't have dealt with uh, Yosef, but... Isn't there a puzzle that says Vasmais Yosef? In the end of Sefer Yoshua, it says uh, the bones of Yosef Asher Helu Bnei Yisrael Mitzrayim that the Jewish people brought up out of Egypt. Kavru they buried it in Shechem. So it sounds like the Jewish people did it, like uh, Vesu, and even further, Eloi Yasek Bei Yisrael. If the Jewish people wouldn't be in involved with uh, taking care of Yosef and bringing him to burial. In other words, after Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, like his own descendants wouldn't have dealt with him, but the Pasuk says, and it was to the children of Yosef as an inheritance. So uh, what was going on here? That it seems like it was Moshe, and then it's the Jewish people also. So Amru, they said, um, the Bnei Yosef, who probably would have dealt with their great-great-grandfather, uh, said, Leave it be. It's a greater honor that will be accorded to our great-great-grandfather Yosef if many people, in other words, the whole Jewish people, deal with him as opposed to a lesser number of people. And further, Amru, And better for the greater men who uh, will deal with this, as opposed to the lesser men. The Pasuk says, Kavru B'Shechem, he was buried in Shechem. Now, my Shechem, what's unique about the city of Shechem? Well, Amra Chama Bar Reb Chanina, Mi Shechem Ganvu, it was from the city of Shechem so many years earlier that he had been like stolen or kidnapped, uh, and then sold down to Egypt. Ule Shechem, Nachzir Avei and unto Shechem will its lost item be returned. We have an apparent contradiction in Psukim. Ksiv, on the one hand, it says uh, in a Pasuk, and Moses took the bones of Yosef along with him. Uksiv, and there's another Pasuk that we had quoted just earlier, and it seems that somebody else was taking the bones of Yosef. It says, that was brought up by the Bnei Yisroel. So who was transporting the bones of Yosef? Well, Amrav Hamar Rabchanina, Davar. It's a very important life lesson. Anyone who does something, Gamro, and doesn't finish it. In other words, he starts it out, even does most of it, but doesn't finish it. Uba Gamro, and someone else comes along and puts a effort in and finishes it. Ma'ala the Pasuk considers it as though Al I'm the person who finished it as though he himself did it. Because all things, there's a finish point, and if you haven't reached a finish point, it's not done. Once it's done, it's totally done. Period. Rabbi Elazar, Aymer, af When someone starts something and doesn't finish it, uh, certain people could actually be taken down from their position of importance. Dixiv. Like the Pasuk uh, indicates when it says, and it was at that time, Yehuda. Yehuda uh, went down or uh, was taken, 
down. Uh, he was the one who, of the brothers, started maybe trying to save Yosef, but it never came to be, and it turned out that he was uh, sold to Mitzrayim. Uh, a person like that could even come to have to bury his wife and children. Pretty intense punishment. Uh, what happened with Yehuda? Uh, Bashua, who was the Aishas Yehuda, the wife of Yehuda, passed away. Who were the sons of Yehuda? Period. Why? It's a very uh, strange thing. When Yosef was still alive, he's referred to with the word um, Atzmais, bones, which is usually a description of uh, someone who's passed away. There's in the Bracious chapter 50, Pasuk Chaf Hey. Well, here's why. He apparently didn't properly respect his father. When the brothers were, before Yosef revealed himself to them, but when the brothers were saying, they weren't just saying our father, but they were saying, your servant, our father. He didn't say anything. Now, he might, I don't think he would have given away. He could have just said, listen, you don't need to call that uh, fine sadik of a gentleman um, your servant. But he didn't say anything. Why did Yosef pass away before any of his other brothers? He was, I believe, um, the youngest of all of them has ever been young. And so why did he pass away first? Be Rabanut. He uh, carried himself in a, a very um, distinguished way. Um, and that is what the Gemara um, attributes his dying before his brothers to. Pazak says, Yosef was brought down to Mitzrayim. Amra Belazar, I'll take that he was brought down to Egypt. Allah Hayrid, rather, he brought Egypt down. What does that mean? The astronomers and astrologers of Pharaoh who uh, held a very high position previously, Yosef made them all look like a bunch of idiots. And uh, he brought down the important things of um, Egypt. It says he was purchased when he was first brought down by Potiphar, the eunuch of Pharaoh or Potiphar, the servant of Pharaoh or the administrator. Amarav Shekhan When Potiphar purchased Yosef, Yosef was a very fine physical specimen. He basically wanted to sodomize him and use him for his own sick uh, purposes. Uh, came along Bal Gavriel Upiroi, and Gavriel made sure that didn't happen. He basically took Potiphar and uh, ripped him apart, uh, took him apart, castrated him. And we see that because Mi'ikara, um, initially, Xiv, he's referred to as Potiphar, and uh, later on in the Pesukim, uh, he's referred to as Potifera, and Lifroya means like to rip apart. Says the Mishnah, Milan, etc., none other than Hashem. The Pesuk uh, says regarding at the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, uh, Moshe says, the Lord said to me, Rav Lach, like enough of this already for you. Amar uh, Levi. What's going on over there? This is where Moshe was uh, intensely requested that he should merit to go into uh, the land of Israel. What's the connection? Colon. In the case of Korach's rebellion, where uh, Moshe Rabbeinu had said, Rav Lachem, too much for y'all are taken upon yourselves. 
Kama Berav Bisruhu, and using that same term, Rav, did they inform him, or was Moshe informed, namely that uh, Hashem said, enough, Rav Lach. Kama Devarachar, alternative, Rav Lach, Rav Yeshlach. You got a rabbi. Really? Moshe Benu had a, uh, a rabbi? Yeah, Umanu was none other than Yehoshua, who was going to take over right after Moshe. Devarachar, alternatively, another understanding when the puzzle says Rav Lach. Shalayimru said people shouldn't say Harav Kamakasha, the master, how like difficult is he, meaning referring to Hashem, and the Talmud Kamasarvan and the student, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, how persistent and um, of a nudge he is that he keeps asking. Why all of this? Like, why were these great, great, our greatest people seemingly punished for such uh, small things? According to the strength of the camel is its load, which is the basic concept of that Hashem really wants all of us to achieve perfection in this world. And the intensity of the level of perfection is uh, the equivalent of the person's natural abilities. The more, uh, the greater the natural abilities, the bigger the tzaddik, the more subtle the uh, challenges. The Gemara continues, Moses said to the people, I'm 120 today. Today? Like, yeah, he was talking today. He could have just said, I'm 120. The Pasuk doesn't have to say the word, rather, what Moshe was telling them is that today, I am totally fulfilled my days and years, which is often used on a... A uh, certain uh, level to indicate a full year. Mashlim, the Lord, gives completeness to the Shnoiseyam Shal That however much time the person is supposed to have, you could say it's exactly on his birthday, you could say whatever it is, whatever the allotted time of that person is, he gets exactly that time. Like the Pasuk says, the number of your days, and everyone has a certain number of days, I will fill. Um, uh, describing Moshe, the Pasuk says, I was not able anymore to go out and come back. What does it mean, go out and come back? My It means like he I was getting physically old, he couldn't do it. Really, that's not the case for Haksiv. The Pasuk says, He was 120 years old when he passed away. His his vibrance, his youth, his moisture uh, did not uh, at, at all dissipate. Uksiv, and here's another passage that says, Vayal Moshe, Moshe went up from the Arvois Mayav to Har Nevo. Now that was quite a hike. Vitania, Vibraisa, Shtemesram there were 12 different uh, levels or ascents to get up there. Upesan, Moshe, Vipsiachas, and Moshe did it all in one full swoop or one big step. To explain what does it mean that Moshe wasn't able to Yotze V'yavai anymore? Lotzeis V'lavai means B'divrei Taira. Oh! He wasn't able to have the clarity in Taira that he had had up until that point. Melamed comes to teach us Shenistat Mu'imenu Sharei Chachma that the gates of wisdom were sealed for Moshe Rabbeinu. And that's what he meant. Can't go out and come back meaning within the gates of wisdom. So Moses and Joshua went, and they stood in the tent of meeting. Tana, the brisa, little brisa, goes till the end of the line. That 
Saturday, which was when he passed away, it was like a, a dual, you know, two leaders, two rabbis, a pair of uh, great Jewish leaders, the domain, the rulership, was uh, taken from one vent, and given to the other. Amar, Rabbi Yehuda, Rav Yehuda, probably Rav Yehuda, I circled Rav Yehuda's name, um, if not for the fact that the Pasuk said the following, it would be really difficult to say it. I dot underline those two words. Where exactly was it that Moshe Rabbeinu was precisely when he died? Well, he was somewhere in the portion of Reuven on the east bank of the Jordan River. Like the Pasuk says, he went up from the plains of Moab, and where is Nevo? That's in the allotted portion on the east bank of the tribe of Reuven. Like the Pasuk says, B'nei Reuven, Banu, Ves, Nevo. So there it's in the list. Now, skipping the parentheses, V'heichan Moshe Kavur, dot underline V'heichan Moshe Kavur. Okay, he died there in the place of Reuven. Where is he buried? Well, that would be B'chalko Yishol God. Very far away in the portion of God. Dixiv, like the Pasuk says, V'yar Reishis Loi, um, the Hemshel the Pasuk is really the Eker. Well, what sort of distance is there between where Moshe apparently died? Remember, he wasn't with anyone. It was just him and the Lord until the portion of uh, God. Well, Arba Milin, it's four mil, four kilometers. I don't know, uh, quite a few miles. Well, Arba Milin, those four mil, who transferred Moses from where he died to where he was buried. Malami, this comes to teach us on a certain level. That Moses was placed in the wings of the divine presence. And the ministering angels said, Righteousness did the Lord do. And his judgment is with the Jewish people. And Hashem himself, so to speak, said, Who will stand with me? against the evildoers who will uh, rise up with me against those that do bad. Shmuel, who I circled Amar, ki hechacham, mi kehachacham, umi yodea pesher davar, who's like the wise one, and oi, who is it that knows how to clarify issues, Rabbi Yochanan, who I circled Amar, this is the Pasuk that most ad- adequately describes that moment, hechachma, mayin timsa, oh, where forth can wisdom be found? That's what it said, and Moses died there. Smalion Omer, I circled Smalion, he said, Moses died there, Safra Rabbi Yisrael, the great teacher of the Jewish people. Tanya, Rabbi Eliezer HaGadol, who we boxed, we have a bryce now that goes two lines. He says, It's actually 12 by 12 mil. Which was connected, which was parallel to the Machna Yisrael, the encampment of the Jewish people. Baskal Mashmia, there was a heavenly voice that came out over that whole area of Aymer and said, That's the end of the price of the Yishayrim. We circle the Yishayrim. Yet another opinion. Lo makes Moshe. I double underline the word lo, that Moses actually didn't die the way most people die. How did he die? Not sure, but he didn't die the way most people die. How do you know that? Because it says over. Here, Vayamas Sham, I don't underline the word Sham, Uksiv Hasam, and it says elsewhere, Vayihi 
Sham, and he, Moses, was there like with the Lord when he was receiving the uh, Tyra, Imashem, for the 40 days and 40 nights. Well, just like over there, the 40 days and 40 nights, Malahalan Aymed Umeshameh, he was there and he was serving, so to speak, and learning uh, Afghan. So to over here, Aymed Umeshameh, period, Adkan.